start your engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg 1400 on your AM dial and 98.3 on the FM. I wish I had jingle bells to play this morning, boys, because it's Christmas for the race fans. This is without a doubt the biggest weekend of all all the race in all the world. Period. But I got one question for you, Greg. Uh, do you think the Raptors have a chance tonight against the Bucks in Game Six? I have never even heard what you even talking about. <laughs> And I don't think nobody else cares what thinking about. Well, I, there are a Football, lot of people. Football, we love. Racing, we love. Some of that basketball crap. There's got to be somebody likes it. Well, a lot of people like it. Just, I was kidding. We're not going to talk about it here. You, But really, I, I don't know. You asked me a question. I, absolutely. I know that the NBA, I've watched basketball games, college games. Uh Watch Bobby Knight sling chairs all over the place and stuff like that in South Carolina with John Root. I, I, I love that. Yeah, that was about 1972. <laughs> yeah, what, 45 years ago, 50 yeah, years ago? Something like that. Well, anyway, this is a big weekend for racing, and uh, good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. And I got to see football last night. Where did you see a football? Burns Rebels had their spring game. At they win or they lose? Yes. <laughs> okay. And over here doing his homework. Looks like he's got another late book report due is uh, Alan Hill. How you doing, Alan? Doing good, man. How y'all doing today? Hey, Alan comes in the door on the phone and he sits down and starts referencing his phone and, uh, and making notes because he is so well prepared. How did you do last week? Uh, we fared off back. About fourth, uh, got in a bad wreck on the first start of the heat race. Ouch. And uh, Danny come in with the race car, kind of tore up. And I looked at him, and I said, well, did you feel it in the steering wheel? He said, do what? I said, you know, did you feel the boy hit you in the tire? He said, well, not really. So we got out and checked toe, and I looked at him. I said, well, you want to go out and make this main event? He said, yes. Yeah. So I got the sledgehammer out. We went to beating on it and started 14th and come to fourth. Uh, that's good. That's racing. That's good. That's, that's, that's real racing. That's racing. And uh, but now, educate me again, because every week, and I told Greg this yesterday, every week you teach me things more than I learn on any other segment around here. I thought those cars were uh, they they aren't. You told me that you tie wrap the front end and and everything, but uh, is it mostly metal or fiberglass? Well, the front nose piece is like a hardened plastic. And once you get back to there, then you take sheet metal, which comes in different colors, and you make your front fenders, you make a, you know, and you pop rivet them to that plastic right there. Well, he come in, last time I seen the left front fender, it was going over the wall in the first turn. I said, well, we ain't going to get that back, but <laughs> we, we, we kind of look like an open wheel modified car out there come main event time, but we, uh. Had the plastic nose piece up there, and I just took, I got some big old tie wraps, and I just drilled holes in it and tie wrapped it to the front bumper after I got the front bumper beat down. And uh, I said, 
drive it like you stole it. I said, it don't matter if you bring me the steering wheel back. <laughs> but he brought you back more than that in the fourth That's place. Good. That's great. We, I don't uh, like hearing you say four. <laughs> told you that. Well, but I asked. They don't do first. I, I had trouble. I asked him last week. I guess it was Sunday. I was sitting there waiting for the track to dry at Indianapolis. I said, how'd you do? And instead of giving me a direct answer, he sent me a video of the crack up in the first turn. So uh, um, that turned out okay. We've got a big show for you today. I've got a lot of... A lot of fish to fry, and uh, as of right now, uh, we got a 9 o'clock Monaco Grand Prix in the mar- tomorrow morning that's on ESPN. And it's going to be replayed at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon on ABC. Ag- opposite probably the Indy 500, uh, or probably not, actually. There is a 90% chance of rain in Indianapolis tomorrow, the last time I checked it, and that is not good. Uh, Monday doesn't look all that great. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we had a Tuesday Indianapolis 500. Uh, the first year I went up there in 73, it was supposed to be on Monday, and they had it Wednesday. So uh, you don't know, but Indy will come on at a pre the pre-race at 11 on NBC, and the race, I think, starts about 12.30 or so after all the festivities and everything. And then, of course, at 6 o'clock tomorrow night with a pregame at pre-race at 5 is the World 600, and they got no weather concerns at all, except maybe it's going to be too hot even after the sun goes down. So, uh, it's a full day of racing. It's Christmas for the race fan, and we're looking forward to uh, prepping it for you here on this show. A lot happened uh last week and i guess we can take them sort of in chronological order with that full moon uh we saw we already talked about what happened to uh um alan over at cherokee speedway he got sort of bumped up there on the first lap of the heat but i'd say the last lap of the of the all-star race was where most of the excitement happened that kyle larson sort of came from out of nowhere actually he won um and i didn't realize this when we were talking about it last saturday morning that they had those uh, the the Winston Open in three different um, segments, and each segment winner made the made the race. And one of the segment winners was Kyle Larson. So Kyle Larson won his way into the the main race, and then he won the main race, the All Star race, which was uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it was not expected, but what you didn't see the lead up to actually uh, was. When they switched from Kyle Larson doing his burnouts and everything to the pit road, and um, you had Boyer, Clint Boyer, standing outside of uh, 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 Newman, Ryan Newman's car, just pummeling away like he was hitting a speed bag or something. I mean, he was punching him out, and, uh, you know, we didn't know what led up to it, and then we got their versions of it, but that was uh, that was kind of surprising, and I'm Kind of a breath of fresh air. Well, I, yeah, I enjoyed the fight. And the thing about it was, he boy was reaching in there, pummeling Newman, but did Newman still have his helmet on? It was hard to tell. I, I, he didn't when he got out, but, you know, uh, Boyer could have knocked it off his head <laughs> the way he was going at it. It wasn't from like a triangle. No. Greg? All I can say is, Ryan Newman, I'm not 100% sure what anybody was mad about. Is a super nice guy, a great race driver, and he is big and strong, and he'd be the last person that I'd even remotely want to get mad at the racetrack. Never seen him mad. 
I don't know what was going on, but I never would do this deal hitting a driver before he even gets out of the car. He's supposed to let the guy get out of the car, take off like Richard Petty and Darrell Walter, take your helmets off and really go at it. But we've had other instances of that with, uh, was it Michael Waltrip in Lake Speed one time up at uh, Michigan? So it's, it's happened before. Uh, I loved, no matter what the reason for the thing was, I loved the explanation that um, Clint Boyer gave. He said, uh, whatever it was that Ryan Newman did to him, he said, when, where I come from, when you do that, you get a poke in the nose. And that's what he got, a poke <laughs> in the nose. So, uh, you know. They don't do pokes in the nose over at Cherokee, do they, Alan? Oh, every, well, we always say the fight come to watch a fight and the race breaks out. Uh, well, yeah, that's an old hockey <laughs> thing. But <laughs> what's, what's the other deal? And I was amazed because I'd went over there five years ago. I was stunned at what I was seeing over at Cherokee. And the only thing, the, the guy on the racetrack was running the show. They said, uh, and it was unbelievable. It was so competitive. I mean, tractors, I mean, you thought you was going to NASCAR Winston Cup. They're better than NASCAR Winston Cup. They said, they know it's going to cost you $700 minimum. But we know you're going to fight. We know you're going to get mad. But if you do it, you better be on the front straightaway. <laughs> yep. And he, and he tells the police over there, he said, give them about 10 minutes. He said, that way it would be a whole lot easier on you. Don't run down there and break it up right away. But he said, after about 10 minutes, one of them's going to want to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Excuse me, let me touch on something else here. Uh, just real quickly, Greg and I went to a book signing yesterday at Morrison's Motor Car Museum in Charlotte, North Carolina on 29, just just past the racetrack off the fourth turn and across Mallard Creek. And, uh, boy, it was a great, great event. Both the Allisons were there. Uh, Greg saw some of his, a lot of his old friends he hadn't seen in a while, like Joey Knuckles. That was one of their last crew chiefs. And uh, um, sold a bunch of books. Had a good time doing it. Right, Greg? Good I was, barbecue? I was I was flabbergasted. You know, we, we didn't know exactly what to expect, but they had everybody took care of so much. Uh, but they didn't turn the people loose. The deal was they were going to turn them loose at 12, shut them down at 2. That's what they did. And there was people there. Yeah, a bunch. It was a bunch of people, and the traffic coming back was horrendous. Not too bad until you got to Spartanburg. <laughs> Uh, really, it, it was awful. Actually, before that, probably about the Yellow Mall there in Gaffney. And uh, we finally got off there at Calpins, And uh, it, it was bumper to bumper and, and barely moving uh, the, the speedometer on the thing. Um, we got a guest this morning. We're going to have him as soon as we do this next break in about five minutes. And Greg's got us a good one. Who you got, Greg? Got Mr. Wally Dollenbach Sr. Not Junior. Not Junior. Junior returned my call, and he said, talk to Daddy. Called me right back. He said, I'd love to do it. Perry knows more about the history than the thing, he, but he, he's an indie car legend. Uh, come close to winning several times. Perry's got the stats. We're going to have him come on as soon as this break. And uh, I told him it would be about 18 minutes after. Or whatever. Well, it's going to be a little after that. But Wally Dallenbach, he did. He uh, It was only one time he really came close to winning. We'll get into it with him. I watched it last night on YouTube, all hour and 27 minutes that they've got on there. It was 1975, and I was there. sitting. It was the first time I sat anywhere besides the third turn. I sat in the fourth turn. 
And Wally Dannenbach dominated the race and led it in a, a Pat Patrick's uh, Wildcat. Number 40 had this beautiful yellow helmet against that red uh, uh, Dayglow body on that car. And after 162 laps, the engine gave up. Just started smoking and blew. He came in. They interviewed him. He was all sad and everything. Uh, Chris Economaki talked to him right there on pit road. And the clouds moved in. And 12 laps later, the bottom fell out. And they waved the checkered and the red flag at the same time over Bobby Unser's car. And um, poor old Wally just missed it. If, he could have, if that engine had held out 12 more laps, he'd have been a, an Indianapolis 500 winner. It went about... Uh, it went about 400 miles. I couldn't tell you exactly. Well, I could, but, um, you know, that's just the way it goes. Wally ran Indianapolis 14 times. He had three top fives and four top tens. That particular year, he ended up finishing ninth. And he uh, sat in the middle of the front row in 1974, again driving Pat, Pat, Pat Patrick. He was competitive. He was uh, competitive every time. So uh, he retired from there and... Um, Became an official with USAC and CART, and, and we'll talk to him. We'll talk to him here in just a few minutes. A couple of other things happened that I'll just breeze through. You know, my other big thing last week was the time trials at Indianapolis. And once they got the track dried, they finally got around to doing it and got everything crammed in there. And that last row bumping thing was, was extremely interesting. Um, they came down to six cars, and, of course, the big one that went home was the McLaren team with the front of... Uh, Fernando Alonso, two-time world champion, winner at Le Mans last year, and they were strutting around uh, the pits earlier in the year and over in England and everything and saying, you know, that this was going to be the triple crown when they win Indy because he actually did real good there a couple of years ago. And uh, But this is going to be McLaren's big comeback, and I told, I said on the air a couple of times how good it was to see the orange and blue of McLaren out there, orange about the color of Greg's shirt this morning. And he... Uh, he, he crashed, and I detailed that last week, in practice about last Monday or Tuesday right off the bat. And they never could get the backup car up to speed. And when they finally did, uh, there wasn't enough speed there. And he got bumped. And as it turns out, what had happened was they had a 10-year deal over in Formula One with Honda. But they underperformed last year in Grand Prix in Formula One and uh, started bad-mouthing Honda. This was like three years into the contract, and Honda said, see ya. You know, well, we don't need this. You go find you something else. And so they, uh, they sort of stumbled around in Formula One, but they didn't realize that it was a whole different bunch of people that had the Indianapolis program, and they had their stuff together. Well, they got mad, too, and, uh, and quit the uh, McLaren team. So McLaren had to scramble and go to Chevrolet. And Chevrolet was kind of caught by surprise. And they never could get the car up to speed. So that was the big take from the, the bump day was the McLaren team getting bumped. And then I read yesterday where they're doing this baloney about guaranteed spots for the Indy 500. And uh, that would be the worst thing they could possibly do would be eliminate bump day because it actually meant something and was a lot of fun. Um, so... The poll eventually um, went, it didn't quite get up to 230 miles an hour, but they got pretty close to it. And uh, Simon Pagano in Penske's car took the poll uh, at 229.992. So that's just a bat of an eye under three, uh, 230 miles an They're hour. They're running. They're running. 
And if you don't make top 33, shame on you. To make the Indy 500 is an honor for anybody. And the slowest qualifier, if I may say so, is not on the back row. She's on the outside. She is on the outside of the 10th row, and that's Pippa Mann from England at 227-244. Slowest car in the race at 227 miles an hour. So, you Everybody know. needs to turn their TV set on because they're going to see something. And even if they start at Tuesday, them stands are going to be about full. Well, I, it, it may be. I tell you, a lot of people got to get back to work because I went through it <laughs> in 1973. And uh, honest to goodness, you could have sat anywhere you wanted to. And they still had, it still rained it. And they didn't go but 333 miles. And that was when uh, Sweet Savage crashed and uh, and the guy got run over. It was it was terrible. Oh. But anyway, we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk to Wally Dallenbach. You are listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg on from the Beacon Driving Studios. I'll get it right here in a minute. Be right back. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Every now and then we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress at Watery Lake RV. Enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 
36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K935020, MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691, selling price 26117, 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259, selling price 31792, 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Our new app is ready to roll. Listen to us live and more by downloading it today. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg and... 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, and we and around the world on our, our phone-in app or whatever you call it, and the, and the internet and tune-in app. There you go. And um, we are so proud right now to bring on a gentleman that we have never had before on uh, Start Your Engines. We've had his son a couple of times that drove for Bud Moore and Greg, but uh, we've never had Mr. Wally Dylan back who we're talking to. Uh, I guess you're out in Colorado. Is that right, Wally? Yes, sir. That's where we live. Well, Mr. Dodd, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you you were always well, super you. competitive uh, at Indianapolis, and we could go on for hours. Uh, but what do you what are you looking at and see what you see now? I mean, a guaranteed spot or something like that. That 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 sounds too much like NASCAR or something. Indy can't do that. Well. Actually, um, there's, uh, you're talking about the race cars that are out there tomorrow. Is that correct? Yeah, they are. You know, when McLaren didn't make the race this year, uh, last Sunday, they started this hoo-ha about um, giving the IndyCars guaranteed spots, which, you know, I think is would be horrible. You know, you qualify your way into 33 fastest race and the rest go home. Yeah, well, that's all been, kind of been changed. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing about it is, and I think like all the other uh, series in motorsports now, they're looking for ways to try to keep the interest level up. And I think for the most part, uh, it hasn't been that successful. The old-fashioned way, like you mentioned, and like when I was racing back in the 
seventies, and uh, you know it was uh, like you say, uh, thirty-three of the fastest, or forty-two or three of the fastest, depending on what series uh, was it, and we had the grandstands full every time. For some reason, uh, putting multiples of and doing different things that I'm sure that they were trying to create interest or in it. Uh, I don't think they were that successful in, in getting the fans were in the stands where they should have been. But um, there's only, you know, there are some good changes. Some of the good changes, you know, were the safety aspects of the sport along the way. But um, the qualifying method today is a little, to me, complicated. And um, I know that when uh, we used to try to get into the grandstands and the facility, you know, back in May of 75 or any of those years, you know, we had 150,000 people there. And sometimes we had a gridlock trying to get there. We'd just abandon our cars or let somebody else try and bring them in and walk the rest of the way. And in order to get in there for the 11 o'clock start. Right. So, you know, it's, that's kind of changed. And, um, so far, race day seems to be a full house. Um, but there's, you know, in my opinion, there's been some things lost during the month of May that I wish were back. Usually I'm there. Couldn't make it this year because of some other commitments. But uh, uh, the interesting thing um, my daughter works for, her name is Colleen Howerton. She works for Ed Carpenter Racing. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's got three cars in the first ten. He usually has uh, one on the front spot. <laughs> well, he, he had it there up until the last hour. Right. Uh, and then that, you know, last hour of juggling uh, with the top nine cars, I guess, he lost the ball, but he's second, third, and fourth, which is pretty amazing. So, Well, you said something um, very interesting there about uh, you, the, 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 the terminology you used talking about month of, the month of May, and it used to be the whole month, and uh, of course now it's only like two weeks, and uh, but it's still a uh, it's still a uh, you know, it was pretty exciting last week. I've had to adopt, adapt to it. I, I was lucky enough to go to Indianapolis for like 18 out of 19 years in a row. And my first year was 73, which was, uh, yeah. which was a really good year for you overall, not necessarily at Indianapolis, but it, it 73 was a great year. And I, and I want to touch on some of the, you know, in a little bit of time that we have you this morning about your, um, about how you did it at Indianapolis and, and open wheel racing in general. You, uh, you actually ran your first race at Langhorn, didn't you? Uh, do I have that correct? Uh, yes. Um, actually, it might have been Trenton the same year. Uh, 
trying to remember now, but I ran a dirt car in Trenton. Uh, Ken Wren's uh, Tanafi, what they call a champ dirt car. And then I think the next time, uh, I might have had it back. Which, but anyway, yeah, it was a number 58 lay down roadster uh, black car. And that, that first race in Langhorn was quite an experience. Yeah, that was the, that was the paved Langhorn, right? Yeah, I ran it in dirt in the modifieds, you know, uh, all through 60, 64, you know, all those years I ran the modified race because that's what I was racing then. Yep. And my best finish then was a second uh, one year. But uh, getting back to Lanor, I that was kind of a... A dangerous track, but it was a favorite track of mine. I I ran there and a lot of times in different cars, uh, stock cars and uh, Indy cars, of course. But uh, the uh, unique part of it that you were never really in a straightaway. They didn't have oh, one. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you look at it from an air, it looks just like an egg. You know, so we're talking to Wally Dylanback Sr., who's out in Colorado and um, Indy 500 open wheel veteran that we really wanted to have on this morning. Wally, you uh, in fact, you I guess Langhorn wasn't that far away. You lived in New Jersey back then, right? Yeah, I was born and raised there, and uh, it was only like about 40 miles from my home, and Trenton was about 10 miles shorter, 30 miles. And, of course, there's a lot of smaller tracks all around the tri-state area, you know, Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. So it was a racing neighborhood. And, of course, back in the early days before my time, you know, you had Gasoline Alley in Patterson, New right. Jersey. And you had guys like Ted Horn racing out of there. And his chief mechanic was uh, Dick Simonick and... Uh, he had a balancing fabrication job there where I used to balance all my hinges when I was building my own cars and modifies. But getting back to Indianapolis. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. It, um, you know, I raced there 13 years in a row, and I never won it. And I led 200 laps in those 13 years and uh, always seem to be the wrong laps. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's only one of them that really matters, but I, I watched 70, I was at 73, well, I was at 73 and 75. 73 yeah, was yeah. my first year, and I, I mean, it was dramatic enough to start with a, the big crash and Salt Walter spinning around upside down with, a, with his legs hanging out. You know, of course, he eventually uh, raced many years after that, but uh you were like uh, a very, very dramatic photograph, and I saw it last night. And you weren't—you um, uh, were—you were one of the first ones on the scene, and you were involved in the accident. Uh, and and there's a famous picture of you standing right beside the car, uh, looking down at it. You know, like uh, we got to get him out of here. Yeah, what happened? Uh, it was a, a bad day. We didn't start till. It's the latter part of the afternoon, and I think everybody knew that it wasn't going to be 
a 500-mile race because darkness would be coming on and everything. But I started uh, center row seven, and uh, I think Paul Walter was center row six. And we came down for the start of the race, and everybody was jumping around trying to jump, kind of like jumping a start and everything. And next thing you know, even just before the star line, and we were four abreast, and I saw uh, saw Walter kind of crowd over to Jerry Grant, and Jerry Grant was on the outside of his row, uh, outside of row six. And anyway, the uh, they connected wheel to wheel, and. Um, the car just immediately flipped into the debris fence on the right side and uh, it started to come apart and, and it was flipping through the debris fence and parts were flying all over me. I had a, one of his, I don't know if it was a right or left quarter section with the wheel on it and it went across my face and, you know, another foot it would have taken my head off. Mm. And then there was methanol, alcohol all over the place. And I immediately just turned right and jammed on the brakes because at that time he was, you know, becoming on top of me like and past me. Long story short, uh, I caught fire and... Um, as I was spinning, uh, there was about 20 seconds that I was on fire. Mm. And then the fire went out, and when I could see again, I saw Saul Walter's car sliding on my left. And uh, so I just steered over to him, jumped out of the car. And at that time, the fire truck was coming out of the uh, pit out. And the four of us, I think it was four of us, turned the car over. Right. And uh, I grabbed the turbocharger because I'm the only one that had the big, thick gloves on. And so I, the car was upside down. The turbocharger was handy for me to pick it up. So, And it wasn't that hot, you know, at that time. But uh, anyway, and, and then I walked away because I didn't want to see you know, salt. I didn't know how bad he was. And uh, well, he he you know. he was back by the next year, and uh, and yeah. we're, we're talking to Wally Donenbach Senior. And I tell you what, we're going to run out of time pretty soon, but we could do two hours with Wally. Greg, you want to say something? <laughs> yeah, what, what I was going to say about Mister Donenbach, uh, Salt Walter. I, I hated that crash. Everybody was scared. Mister Donenbach showed how brave he was and how good he was. But for some strange reason, three years later. He took us out of the Daytona 500, us lapping him. But good guy. I get. Uh, I hate to see any driver get hurt, but that was sure a heroic thing you done, Mr. Dollarback. Yeah, let, let me uh, take you. Uh, we had a caller call in just a few minutes ago. Wanted me to ask you a question, Mr. Dollarback. Yeah. That he thinks may help with some of the interest in, in NASCAR if the way we have segments now, 
you know, you, you get points for, for winning the segment. But his idea was like doing like some of the sprint uh, races like like uh, you have been familiar with where you have a short like 100, 125 mile race. The, the back 10 guys don't make it to the next section. And then you finally get down with the third one where you have like 15 guys in a race to, yeah. to finish. Do you think that could help with interest? I think that's the worst well, idea I've ever heard. <laughs> what yeah. do you think? Uh, Indianapolis uh, doesn't need that. I mean, they got they put thirty three out there in the race, and they don't have segments, right? Right, Wally? I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, every day, like I said earlier, it was. I think people are trying to figure out ways to keep the fan base up high, and they're doing things that don't, to me. Are, are not appealing to the general public, and, and I don't want to, you know, get my opinions on it because it is what it is. And someday, some way, who knows? We all might be going back to one race in thirty-three or forty-two or three of the fastest hands down, you know. And um, like I said. In the first place, the, um, the one year that I almost won it, you know, it was, I don't know, it was 75. 1975, maybe. I was just talking yeah. about that. You, uh, I led it, yeah, I led it for 100 laps, 102 laps. Uh, I started, we blew two engines on qualifying day. We had a fast car, blew two engines, and we... Uh, we finally found out what the problem was. The next day we qualified, I think it was 21st. In 50 miles, not laps, 50 miles, I went to the lead and never gave up the lead. Uh, Tom Steve crashed and turned two. Yep. We had to go, go through the grass for a couple laps for a moment there. And I picked up a nail or something. And when we went back to green, the car had a half a flat tire and uh, I couldn't drive it the way I wanted to drive it and I had to drive it because uh, we had a new rule of 40 gallons instead of 70 gallons um, and we couldn't get the part throttle right for those couple of races anyway the piston burned uh, seven laps later it rained and uh, Bobby Oster won it. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, I watched that race last night, and Chris Economaki interviewed you in the in the pits, and yeah. you you were disappointed naturally, and but you had that bright yellow helmet with that bright red car, and it was so easy to pick you up that day because I was in. Yeah. That was the first year I sat in the fourth turn instead of the third turn, and um, and of course, as yeah. soon as you got through talking to to uh, Chris Economaki, yeah. you uh, put your cowboy hat on, and that was that's the Wally Dallin back I remember. Well, thank you. You know, it's, back in those days, I didn't dwell on what didn't happen. I couldn't wait to, to the next race to, to get this race behind me so I could do something, you know. And that's how my attitude was, you know, for the, all the years that I raced anything. Um, don't dwell on, on your misfortunes. But anyway, I got two fourths out of it. And, uh, I won three in a row. Uh, you know, I started with uh, Milwaukee, won the K 
California 500, and the 100 and the 500, finished second in the final race, finished second in the points, and those are all good things for me, and, you know, so racing overall has been good to me, and I enjoy the sport uh, very much, and still do. With I have a son that races, two sons that race, and... One of them still races, it's Paul, he races hill climbs. Uh, next month he'll be racing a Pike's Feet hill climb for, uh, I don't know, the 16th or 18th time. And uh, hey, Mr. Dynamite, we're getting close to where we're going to have to go to another break. But before we do that, let me ask you about something that, that you're a part of, the Colorado 500 Invitational Charity Motorcycle Races. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yep, actually, um, this will be our 44th year, and we're going to have it again this year. It's always in August, and we limit it to about a, maybe 200 people. There's been times when we had 350 people, and that got a little hard to manage. But it's five days of adventure through the Rockies, and everybody loves it, and that's why they come back. And some of them's been on there for over 30 years. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's a great happening, and a lot of race drivers have been on it. So, Well, Wally, I tell you what, I knew it was going to be tough to get you into 20 minutes, and we got about 26 minutes of you. And uh, Greg did a great job. We love having your son on. And uh, just come back and talk to us another time, because I didn't even get to talk to, about a lot of things I wanted to with you, and that's... Uh, um, you're you're a great guest and a and a real honor to have you on uh, Start Your Engines. Well, thank you so much for having me, and just write all your questions down, <laughs> and we'll take another shot at it. Well, we may have you on again and later in the summer, just just because you're such a great guest. And uh, thank you so much, so, and have a great day and a good a good day tomorrow. Okay, thank you so much. All right, bye thank, bye now. thank you, and that's Wally Dallenbach Senior. What a great guest, Greg, and we. Uh, we got to go quickly right now to uh, to our, our our next set of uh, commercial breaks. We'll be right back with Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Brinks for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Brinks for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Brinks for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Brinks for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Brinks for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Brinks for the Memories. Lined in the gap to right center for the track. He's to the wall. Another grand slam home run. Catch the Gamecocks in action on the diamond all season long. Did he catch that ball? He did. Swing and a miss. He got it. Swung on. Line drive. Base hit at the wall. He looks up. It's gone. And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless 
Century for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. Then number K935020, MSRP 66190. Then number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. Then number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Summertime is almost here. And that means it's time to get those swimming pools ready for summertime fun. Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney has everything you need to get your pool ready to go. Phillips and Long sells pool chemicals and parts, and they're an Aquabrite chemical supplier. They also sell Aquabot automatic vacuums. Phillips and Long also offers professional pool service. If you are too busy to clean and maintain your pool, they can do it for you. Get your pool summer ready. Call Phillips and Long today at 461-8511. Like them on Facebook or stop by and see them at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbows, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man. It's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. Pin number K935020, MSRP 66190. Pin number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. Pin number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its site. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. 
F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And good morning, Nelson. How are you? You there, Nelson? Right. I said hot. Oh, hot. Okay, I'm sorry. I I didn't slide your mic up. Uh, Yeah, you're already at the Speedway? Right, been out here about an hour and a half. Well, you you got a a long day of uh, I guess the uh, what Xfinity's qualifying about now. Xfinity just finished. Uh, Christopher Bell won the pole. All right, and uh, well, what about the little fisticuffs after the race? We were talking about the full moon and uh, at the at the uh, All Star race last week, and you were right there, uh, probably pretty close to it. What did you see? And and I saw them sitting next to each other at some sort of uh, autograph session or something uh, this week. Is all, all that cleared oh. up? Right. All, all that cleared up. But, you know, if you're going to go after somebody, you don't want to go after Ryan Newman. Exactly. <laughs> no, I know that. Uh, but he did. And uh, I know Greg has a problem with, and I do too, the, you know, let the guy get out of the car. And uh, that's happened before. That's not the first time that's happened. I think uh, uh well, Jimmy Spencer smacked Kurt Busch one time, and uh, Michael Walter. Well, well the biggest one was right here. Uh, Willie G. Ribs came uh, uh, was trying to beat somebody while they were still in the car. I, I don't remember that one, but... Uh, yeah, it was right here in Charlotte, and that was after he got arrested for going the wrong way up a one-way street in downtown that, Charlotte. That I remember. Had to get him out of jail. <laughs> Golly. Uh, that I do remember, but... Uh, now that that added a little spice to it last week, and uh, um, was anybody right or wrong? I mean, I never have clearly. Uh, you got two versions of of whatever it was that happened on the track. It's really hard to say anymore with uh, the aerodynamic uh, dependency on the car. You don't have to hit somebody; you just got to be in the right position or uh, make a dramatic move, and uh, it's just like a suction will just pull the car around. Well, it certainly uh, it added to the full moon and uh, the, the uh, full moon excitement. And uh, Kyle Larson was kind of a surprise winner as far as I was concerned, and, and I was glad to see it. Well, he's been knocking on the door, uh, you know, every week. So, uh, you know, it's a very popular win. Yeah, I thought so, too. So, uh, all right. So, uh, I don't think we have any sort of weather concerns at Charlotte like we do at Indianapolis. And... Uh, I, we were there yesterday for a book signing, Greg and I, and it looked like there was already quite a crowd gathering, and um, it looks like a big day uh, today and tomorrow right. with no weather problems. No, uh, you know, uh, at most maybe a uh, scattered thunder shower, uh, which would probably be welcome because 
you know, temperatures approach 100 degrees. Wow. They brought a lot of extra ice, a lot of uh, extra bottled water, fans, you know, that, uh, you know, try to keep the race fans cool. Yeah, well, uh, I know I've seen them in, uh, like Brazil and place where they hose the crowd down with a fire hose. So I, that, I don't think they'll, <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. But, uh, you got William Byron, Byron on the pole, which was, uh, also a bit of a surprise as far as I was concerned. Uh, I don't know if he'll be there 400 laps later. Eric Almarola qualified second. Kyle Bush is third. Austin Dillon fourth. Kevin Harvick fifth. Daniel Suarez is sixth. Logano seventh. Boyer eighth. Stenhouse ninth. And Daniel Hemrick tenth. We got a forty-car field, which is a, uh, which all the spots. So um, looks like the ingredients are all there, uh, um, Nelson, for a good race. That's definitely and Daniel Suarez was fastest in his last practice. Okay, well let's get our picks in right now because we got we ran over just a little bit with Wally Dallenbach Senior, but he was so interesting, uh, and I think maybe you heard some of that, and um, you, you know he's. Just, I, I love to have these guys on here that, believe it or not, are in their 80s and they are, they're so sharp as a tack and did so much, you know, for the sport and in the sport. And it was, it was just hard to cut him off. And I apologize, he ran into your time a little bit. I'll, I'll forgive you, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, at, uh, tomorrow's race, uh, as usual, it's going to start. You know, in the heat of the day, sunlight out. The track's going to be very slick. Then it'll cool down the midsection, uh, and then track get full dark, uh, cool down. And then the latter section, you'll have to make more adjustments, uh, you know, for that final, uh, segment. Yeah. Well, who are you picking for the, uh, for the race on, uh, tomorrow? And we got about two minutes. Uh, close my eyes and reach in the bucket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's due for when I'll try Harvick. Kevin Harvey, you go with him every week. I'm going to go with two. I'm not going to screw around this week. I mean, you know, I've been I've been avoiding him and going with the nine car, but we're going to we're going to take Keselowski. Greg, what do you think? I'm going to pick exactly the one you were going to pick, Barry. I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go with the Wood Brothers and Menard. Uh, they're due. They're competitive. Uh, emotional reasons. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got a pretty good spot here. I'm trying to pick him out, but he's going seventeenth. Uh, um, so, uh, Alan, who you got? I think I'll go with that forty eight car. He's taking James Hilton. Ronnie, who do you like? <laughs> Chase. Chase Elliott. Ronnie's going to take my guy. He's not going to go with Bowman. Okay. All right, Nelson. Um, a lot went on. We lost. Uh, we we lost. I know you're not a Formula One guy, but we lost Nicky Lauda, and that was. Uh, we're going to talk about that later, but that uh, that was a pretty big loss for racing, and uh, and what a great uh, story he is. Oh, no question about it. Nicky Lauda, of course, um, uh, was in the was the subject matter of the movie Rush, and Greg and I are going to get here and and get with Alan and Ronnie here in just a bit and talk about some. Uh, in our last segment, some World 600 history. There's so much of it with David Pearson and uh, the way he used to dominate the qualifying and everything and, and won, won three races, three 600s. 
Right, and uh, can't forget, uh, you know, this is where Fireball lost his life. Yeah, and, and actually, Greg tells a pretty good story about that, too, because he was, he was a little boy sitting in Flossie's lap, I think, at that time uh, when that happened. But, Nelson, we uh, um, any any kind of rule changes or anything you can tell us about in the last, in about 30 seconds? Uh, no, not for this week. We're pretty much back to normal. Uh, but uh, next week, maybe we could talk about some of the upcoming changes for, uh, you know, for the next couple of seasons with, uh, you know, uh, factory spec chassis, you know, for one supplier, things like that. Okay. And 18-inch wheels have, are on the way. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that that is a lot to talk about. And you be safe out there and try to stay cool. And I hope you got a hat. You had a straw yeah, hat one time. Yeah, uh, I've got a, a, a memorable Goodyear uh, hat. It's all white. It's nice and cool. Okay. Got his white formal hat on for Memorial Day. Thank you, Nelson. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, very good. All right, that's Nelson Crozier. We're going to come back here in about three or four minutes after the top of the hour and have some more Start Your Engines. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. The home of Gamecocks baseball is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit upstatelogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control. For only $2.69 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K93502 and MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its site. All prices plus tax title taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to develop Design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. All right, and welcome back to the last hour of Start Your Engines. And we're going to cram a bunch of facts and hit you with some more stuff here. Try to get you ready for the Memorial Day weekend with the 500 and the 600. And don't forget, started out at 9 o'clock in the morning with the Monaco uh, Formula One race, which is, you know, it's like their crown jewel. That's, a, that's an awfully good one. And once again, Indy's not looking so hot. Now, I, did, I, I pulled some stuff off the Internet last night, and I don't know if this is going to work very well or not in this next 20-minute segment. Um, well, it's more like 15 minutes now. But I've got a, like 11 minutes of... Some broadcasts and and just the flavor of the Indianapolis 500 uh, from the old days. A lot of this stuff is very old, over 50 years old. And I think the newest thing I got here is 27 years old. But this is, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. This first bit I'm going to play is how the race used to come on the radio uh, when it was on, um, before it was on television at all until maybe a week or two later on a wide roll of sports. So let's listen to this. This is uh, the beginning of the race, and this was the way it sounded in 1964. Uh-oh. 
racing of the 500 on the greatest race course in the world. Good morning. This is Sid Collins from Indianapolis, Indiana. Here, high above the starting line, in the master control tower, we make ready to report to you for the next four and one half hours with the lap-by-lap, split-second action. We eagerly await the call for the gentlemen who race to start their engines, and we're pleased to have you with us. This broadcast is an exclusive presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Network. And that was Sid Collins in 1964. And now we're going to go, and this is the this is the little phrase that he used to go to the commercial breaks that has really become the standard and, and, and sort of named what this place is. Um, this is the cue that uh, Sid would use to throw it to the to the networks. Now stay tuned for the greatest spectacle in racing. And when Sid said that, boy, I mean, it still kind of gives me goosebumps. I, I love to hear that. I'm going to do it one more time here. Now stay tuned for the greatest spectacle in racing. Now this next one I have is four minutes and four seconds, and it takes a little bit. But this is the start of the 1964 race. Uh, they're going to take the first two laps. And, of course, at the end of the second lap, they had the horrible crash coming off of turn four into the heads of the main straightaway. With uh, It involved Eddie Sachs, who lost his life. Dave McDonald, who lost his life, and then it's going to have the um, uh, the announcement of that over the, you know, the, just exactly as it was heard in 1964. Now, Dave McDonald did not pass away until later on in the afternoon, but so at, at this point, uh, the only uh, only death they could report was Eddie Sachs. But this is a uh, this is about a little of, little over four minutes, and let me see which one it is. Number nine. Here we go. Thank you very much, Mike. The bombs just went off, as you can hear in the background. The pace car coming around this number four right now. We're getting quick up here. This speed is picking up fast. It's almost race time, as you can hear in the background, but not till the green flag drops at the starting line, and they still have about three-eighths to a half mile to go. But we're getting ready to report the start of this great race, and here's the voice of the 500, our chief announcer, his 17th year, here's Sid Collins. This sight has no equal in sport for drama and suspense. Thousands standing, screaming fans. Here they come down the main stretch, the world's fastest flying start. There's the green flag. And the 1964 500 mile race is on. Into the number one turn. Here's Bill Brooks. We're watching. We're waiting. And Jim Clark is way out in front. He is far out in front of the rest of the back as they make negotiate the first turn.
Here we are. Clark going by now. Marksman. Then Roger Ward. Barnelli Jones. Point. There's the team. Up into number three. Mike in number three. It's still Jimmy Clark around this town. There goes Marksman. Followed very closely out by Roger Ward. AJ Point. Now the short shoot. Number four. Jim Coates. Right back here on number four. And it's still Clark by a healthy margin. Number 51 is in number two position. And doing very well. They're down that wall stretch, and they should be right at the finish line right now. How about it, Sam? Here we go. Very close to that line, Jim. Mark, Marston, Gordon. Now moving up on the outside. And Dan Gertie is also coming. There's the yellow caution flag is being waved. The yellow light is on. There's an accident on the main stretch up in front of us. Jim Shelton, can you see it? Out of the fourth train, there's a fire burning. Jim, come in. Sam? There has been a spectacular place, almost at the head of the main stretch. There's so much fire, so much smoke, it's, I, I am unable to see any car at all. Now the smoke is clearing away, we'll try to get the glasses on it, and perhaps somebody from uh, the tower can see, Sid. Somebody did not uh, make that number four all the way around, and will right into the fence, and the yellow caution light is out. These drivers are using extreme caution, and we must compliment each and every one. There is, seems to be a fire in the pit area right now. Sit back to you. Can you see? We can see several cars on fire from here, but we are not going to attempt to give the number until they're officially given to us. We do not wish to alarm anyone. The safety crews are out there with their extinguishers and doing a good job of putting out one fire. There's a tremendous amount of heavy black smoke going back into the stand area, which is, uh, of course, really smoke going over the people there. And I trust they're not too much inconvenience, but it must be heavy and discomforting to them. And it was uh, it was just a terrible, chaotic scene. Now, this race was on closed-circuit television. I remember they had it on at the uh, Memorial Auditorium in Spartanburg in black and white. I didn't go there. I was listening to it on the radio, sitting in the floor of my living room in, uh, out in Spartanburg in the same house I live in right now. Well, after they got it cleared up, and uh, it was over an hour delay, um, Sid breaks away, and you can hear Tom Carnegie, who we're going to do a little bit about him right after this, uh, make the announcement. And Sid Collins is going to give an off-the-cuff, two-minute, about uh, about two minutes, eulogy of Eddie Sachs just talking off the top of his head. And I swear to God, I hate to say that, but this is probably the most fantastic ad-lib, you know, off-the-cuff remark uh, that I've ever heard. And maybe even in the history of broadcasting or sports broadcasting. So uh, just give this a listen. This is from the 1964 Indianapolis 500-mile race. And that was the wrong one. I hit the wrong one there. Let's do this one. You bet. And thank you very much, Mike. The bombs just went off, as you can hear in the back. Well... Okay, uh, maybe I've got these misnumbered. That was not the one I wanted either. Okay, let's try this one. And now here's the note from the public address system. Can we pick this up? It is with deepest regret that we make this announcement. Driver Eddie Sachs was fatally injured in the accident on the main straightaway. You heard the announcement from the public address system. There's not a sound... Men are taking off their hats. People are weeping over 300,000 fans here. Not moving, uh, disbelieving. 
Some men try to conquer life in a number of ways. These days of our outer space attempts, some men try to conquer the universe. Race drivers are courageous men who try to conquer life and death, and they calculate their risks. And in our talking with them over the years, um, I think we know their inner thoughts in regard to racing. They take it as a part of living. No one is, is moving uh, on the racetrack. They're standing silently. The race driver who leaves this earth uh, mentally when he straps himself into the cockpit to try for what to him is the biggest conquest he can make is aware of the odds and Eddie Sachs played the odds he was serious and frivolous he was fun he was a wonderful gentleman he took much needling and gave much needling and just as the astronauts do perhaps um, these boys on the race track ask no quarter and they give none if they succeed, they're a hero, and if they fail, they tried. And it was Eddie's desire, I'm sure, and will to try with everything he had, which he always did. So the only healthy way for us we can approach the tragedy of the loss of a friend like Eddie Sachs is to know that he would have wanted us to face it as he did. As it has happened, not as we wish it would have happened. It is God's will, I'm sure, and we must accept that. We're all speeding toward death at the rate of 60 minutes every hour. The difference is that we don't know uh, how to speed faster than Eddie Sachs did. And so since death has a thousand or more doors, Eddie Sachs exits this earth in a race car. Knowing Eddie... I assume that's the way he would have wanted it. I mean, that to me is incredible. I mean, that's just... How do you come up with that? Uh, Perry, that was the most tragic day the racing world stopped. Two of the most talented, well-liked drivers, and it happened right in front of people. I can remember we finally saw some films of it later. Yeah. They released it. And my brother Brent started crying. He said they never had a chance. And you know what? There were two drivers killed in six. There were a lot of drivers killed in '64. But two of them in their respective sports were known as the Clown Prince. One of them was Joe Weatherly, who lost his life at Riverside driving Bud Moore's car, uh, famous for his jokes. The other one was Eddie Sachs, who was the, also had the same title but with a different uh, discipline. To, in the Indianapolis cars, and it was just, you know, within four months, both the Clown Princes were gone, and they were both at the top. I mean, they were the top-rung drivers. Most light is so tragic. I, I just, it's just unbelievable. The, the racing world stopped right then. Dave uh, McDonald, up saying it was just... Yeah, he was up and coming. He was he was Ford's big man. He was winning uh, with the Cobra. Person. He was winning everything. But uh, okay, it, let's let's liven this thing up a little bit. And I already accidentally played uh, some of this, but this is a uh, Tom Carnegie, the public address announcer, not the radio announcer. Now, Tom Carnegie, you know, not many people. Know, well, a lot of people know this. Not many down here, perhaps. But um, 
We got this jersey hanging on the wall behind us here that says Hickory, number 15. It's a basketball jersey, and that is from, I guess, well, I don't guess, I know, but that was the Hoosiers, the movie uh, where the, the basketball team in Indiana, the little tiny school in Hickory, won the national championship, and they made they made the movie about it, um, which was, uh, you know, it's a great, great sports movie. Well, Tom Carnegie did the play-by-play for that game on the radio. And a lot of people in the mid-50s, when that took place, uh, that listened to that game on the radio, heard Tom Carnegie do it. Well, from nineteen, from the early, late 1940s until, you know, his death just a couple of years ago, Tom Carnegie was still the voice of the, Indiana, uh, the PA voice of the Indianapolis 500 and was famous for saying, when somebody went out on a, a, a trial run, he's on it. And when he uh, broke the track record, it's a new track record. So this first clip here, which is only eight seconds, is Tom Carnegie telling three different people or announcing three different people setting the track record. This is the track record. It's a new track record. It's a new track record. And, you know, to hear Tom Carnegie say that, you know, it was unbelievable. Now, when Ari Leyendike broke the four-lap record and the one-lap record in uh, 1996. We talked about it last week. uh, 137.498 miles an hour, which is, you know, it's just off the charts unbelievable. Here's 50 seconds of Tom Carnegie announcing that speed on the fourth lap and then following him on into the pits and giving the the four-lap record. And let me make sure I push the right button this time. Here we go. Ten miles in a little over two and a half minutes. I mean, that's flying. <laughs> I, I have to say this. Perry has been to India a bunch of times, and I've never been, and none of the stock car people have ever been. But as soon as we come through the tunnel and start listening to Tom Carnegie and everything, that is the most... It's such a fantastic place. It's almost like you, you, you go into Disneyland or something, or, or the something about it is, is just amazing. It draws people. Tom Carnegie's a fantastic announcer. Well, Tom's gone now, and Sid Collins is gone. Sid's last race was 77, which was also Tony Holman's last race, who starts our show every week with Gentlemen Start Your Engines. Um, they both passed away after the 77 race. Uh, Holman from just you know, old age, and Sid had uh, found out he had Lou Gehrig's disease and on May 2nd, 1978, hung himself um, with his necktie in his apartment. And I think Paul Page is actually the one that found him and got the suicide note, which once again, I don't mean to be a downer, but that's just, that's the way it went down with those two famous voices. Now, the last one I got is a minute, seven seconds. This is the last lap 
of the closest race in Indianapolis history. This is from 1992 um, between Scott Goodyear and, uh, gosh, now who was it? I think Allen's or Junior. And I just love the way the radio network sends it around to the turn announcers. You know, it's just so cool. It happened so fast that the, the third turn guy got left out. But Bob Jenkins, who did all those races we watched for years at NASCAR on ABC, was in the booth. He was uh, actually Paul Page took Sid Collins' place, and then he uh, Paul uh, gave it up to Bob Jenkins. So here's the last minute of and the last lap of the 1992 Indianapolis 500, the closest finish in history. And let's see if I got it right. Here we go. Dwayne Swingy waves the white flag. One to go. A three-car length separation between Unser and Goodyear. And that's Hurley come through number one. The gap gets closer and closer and closer in front of Gary Lee. Indeed, about three or four car lengths as they work off the second quarter for the last time. Headed down the back stretch. Headed right at you, Larry Henry. Scott Goodyear tucked right in behind Al Unser Jr. He's waiting. He's waiting about a car length and a half behind Al Jr. Al Jr. now lengthens it out. He's trying to hold him up. Goodyear low. Junior high. They go to four, Bob Lee. Al Unser Jr. has the lead. One more turn to go. Here they come. Coming to the finish line. Bob Jenkins, who's going to win it? The checkered flag is out. Goodyear makes a move. Little Al wins by just a few tenths of a second. Perhaps the closest finish in the history of the Indianapolis 500. Al Unser Jr. has become the first second-generation driver to win an Indianapolis 500. Al Unser Jr. has done it, holding off the challenge of Scott Goodyear and Sally Larvick is in Little Al's pit. And that's the way that went down, and it was uh, it was very exciting. Closest finish in history. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm sorry I botched it up there in the middle. We're going to have to take some breaks right now. When we come back, I'm going to turn Alan loose, and he's going to tell us what's happening around here locally, and I'm sure there's a bunch. And you are listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios. Happy Memorial Day. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. 
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbows, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, plant day? All it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. Then number K935020 MSRP 66190. Then number KC75691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. Then number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Open Mic Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, there. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. Mm. A keen grasp of reality. Mm. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FF. Welcome back to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios on our Memorial Day show. And now let's see what in the world's happening around the neighborhood here with uh, Alan Hill. He's been writing since he come in the door. So go for it. All right. We're going to start off here with Cherokee Speedway results from last Saturday night. i uh, like to throw a shout out to the boys that fixed that racetrack. That track was supervised over there last Saturday night. They've done a good job putting that new clay down. Everybody thought that that racetrack was going to be what we call a cornfield, but it was actually pretty smooth. Just had one little rut coming up off the fourth turn, but you could just about get by that one. But let's get to the results in Thunder Bomber. Thunder Bomber, first place, went to Steve Green. Second place, Perry Waters. Third place, Preston Dimsdale. Moving on down the line to Seeker Creek Sportsman. First place, Blake Pryor. Second place, Caleb McLaughlin. Third place, Nick Walker. Young Guns, first place, 
Curtis Bishop, second place, Austin Brown, the boy we had on the show about probably four or five weeks ago, doing was, a good job in Young Guns. Uh, he was the one that was so talkative? Yep. Okay. Uh, third place, Garrett Killam, limited sportsman. That's my division. First place, went to a, a guy we welcome back. His name's Andy Blackwood. His car was super fast over there last Saturday night. Second place, Ricky Green. Third place, Bryant Rayfield. Uh, moving on down here to Sika Lake Models. First place, Brian Mullis. Second place, Leighton Sullivan. Uh, third place, Daniel Stolte. Stock four. We used to call this Super Stock four because these, these little four-cylinders flat get on with the racetrack. As I know y'all sit here, Cotton Owens used to bring his grand boys over there and used to race a little bit. First place went to a Braden Pruitt. like to welcome Braden back. She had took some time off. Uh, she had a child. And now here it is. She showed back up here. Uh, and the first time we talked to her on the original iteration of this show, I think she was 15. Yeah. She's back off into college now. but she, And she got one new fan. Yeah. Got a new <laughs> fan. In the, she created fat, it herself. Yep. <laughs> And uh, like I say, I'd like to welcome her back. And I think that was a brand new car she had over there last Saturday night. Pretty car. Everything run good for her. Second place went to Travis Sharp. Third place, Jesse Wall. 602 Open Wheel Modifieds. First place went to Chris Stowe. Second place, Matt Hope. Third place, Chris Callum. Extreme Four. First place went to Eddie McGrew. Second place, Jonathan Shratt. Third place, Chris Harville. All right, we're going to move up the road here. I'd like to say over at Cherokee Speedway, they had almost 120 cars over there last Saturday night. So wow. Good, good field of cars. Good one. All right, we're going to move up the road here to Harris results. Renegade, first place, Justin Pierce. Second place, Brett Cooper. Third place, Chris Stedman. Pure stop, first place, Chris Jones. Second place, Nathan Pierce. Third place, Chris Edwards. Stock four. First place, Kevin Cooper. Second, Jamie Madison. That's uh, the son of uh, the guy that used to work for y'all. Yeah, that that's cool. I mean, that's that's some interesting facts. And Jamie Madison, Jimmy Madison was an employee of ours, a fantastic when he worked for Mario Rossi. And uh, his son, it, it, his name pops up quite a few times. Yeah, it does. Jamie's He's good. Good driver. Daddy was right. good. Matter of fact, he got a brother. He's a good driver in the uh, Crate Sportsman Division. Third place in that division was went to Corley Christian. Thunder Bomber. First place, Lloyd Burgess. Regular up at Harris Speedway. Second place, Taylor Johnson. Third place, Dwayne Worley. V6 Division. First place, Ray Hudson. Second place, Jason Manning. Third, Donnie Brooks. Thunder Bomber Bees. This is the guys that uh, hadn't really run a, won a race in Thunder Bombers, but yet they uh, they got so many cars in this division that they are starting to split this division up. Instead of starting like 30 to 35 cars, now they splitting these groups up so that these boys can have a, a pretty good shot at trying to win them some money here. First place went to Ronnie O'Sullivan. Second place went to Jason Green. Third place went to Chucky Duncan. Front wheel drive, first place, Josh Whitfield. Second, Jamie Coggins. Third, Brian Winsey. Young Guns, first place, Bailey Lowe. That's another win for Bailey up there. Second, J.J. Coggins. 
third, Bryson Lindsley. They also had the sprint cars up there, and I bet you that was a side on that little smart, uh, short racetrack. I bet. Uh, first place went to Jay Carden. Third, second place went to B. McLean. Third place went to Jay Carlin. Okay. So tonight, we're going to start doing some racing tonight over at Traveler's Rest. Usually, Traveler's Rest runs on Friday night, so I would not usually have their results here. But tonight, since it's Memorial Day weekend, they're going to start out tonight racing over at Traveler's Rest. Matter of fact, a good friend of mine was sitting over in the stands last night till he called me and said, uh, don't bother coming over tonight. They're racing tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to be early. <laughs> so tonight at Traveler's Rest, we got the Alan Jacobs Memorial Race over there. Everybody knows the little boy, Alan Jacobs. Uh, tonight over at TR, they're going to have the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models over there. So that's going to be a good show over at Traveler's Rest tonight. They also got the Pure Stock Division, Thunder Bomber Division, Thunder Bomber Futures, Renegade Stock 8 Combined, Crate Sportsman, Extreme 4, and Front Wheel Drive Stock. The gates are going to open over there at 4 o'clock today. Driver's meeting will be at 6. Hot laps will be at 6.30. They have to get things started over at Traveler's Rest because they will still be on that curfew over there. They tried to get you out of there by 11.30 on Saturday night or Friday night. And since today's going to be Saturday, I guess the same curfew will apply. Okay. Tomorrow night, which is going to be May 26th, which will be Sunday afternoon or Sunday night. Uh, we're going to move the Blue Ridge Lake Models. The boys that's running tonight at Traveler's Rest, they'll move right on up the road to the Harris Speedway. And Harris will also have their weekly divisions up there. They will put on a pretty good show there. Now, tonight at Gaffney Speedway, we got the Mike, Mike Butler Memorial. Mike, everybody remembers Mike Butler over there at Gaffney Speedway. He used to take pictures of everybody in the winter circle and stuff. I've heard about him. He was... Real good picture taker. Real famous. Yep. Matter of fact, I got a picture of my grand boy hanging up on the wall. I had a little bitty plastic car. I painted it white just like his daddy's car and put the number on it. And my daughter used to push games up pit road whenever he was about three years old. <laughs> and he took a big picture of it and he handed it to me about three weeks later over there. Uh, but uh, let's go tonight at Gaffney. We got practice session from 7 to 10. Followed by the SCDRA qualifying. They will also come back on Sunday. Sunday, we will start Sunday at uh, probably uh, drawing. Gates are going to open at 4.30. Drawing is going to be at 5.30 to 6.50. Drivers meeting at 7 p.m. Over at Gaffney, we do not have a curfew. So, you'll probably be there for a little while because we got SCDRA, the IMSA Stock 4, the SICA Late Model, the 602 Crate Lake Model, Limited Sportsman, Renegade, Young Guns, Thunder Bomber. So we got eight divisions running over there at Gaffney tomorrow night. So uh, it's going to be kind of hot. So I'd say drink plenty of fluids and let's come on over and let's watch a good race. Is that it? That's pretty much it for this week. Uh, that's an, I mean, that's plenty. That's a it, lot. I don't think you're going to have any weather concerns. No, we don't. Uh, other than hot. Other hot. than hot. Other than hot, and then at night it'll be hot and dark. Well, they'll they'll run that water truck just as long as that's <laughs> full. Uh, I think we're gonna take this weekend off. Uh, Danny and him going to the lake, so uh, don't don't expect us. Uh, they asked me. Uh, 
I've been working on the race car a little bit, and he told me last week, he said, don't be in no hurry that we're going to take another weekend off. Well, I know that breaks a lot of hearts over there. The fans it probably really will. I, I would think he would have the uh, competitors pleased. Oh, yeah. We're going, well, which uh, here lately we've been, uh, I ain't going to say struggling a little bit, but we just kind of been behind eight balls. Sometimes you get behind it, and it just seems like it just rolls. Is there, there's a, now I know there's a point standings, right? Yes, sir. How y'all doing in that? Uh, it, we was leading up till the last time, but the way these point standings are, if you actually miss a race, it's kind of hard to catch up because uh, they award it as 100 points for winning, and they only lose two points per position from then on. So if you don't show up and the guy gets 80 points or 90, 85 or somewhere along in there, you have to race a long time to try to make it up unless he misses a race. Yeah. Well, you got to take time off, and you got your car a little bent up, and uh, you up there hammering on it. So, uh, I guess if you're going to take a week off, this would be the one to take. Oh yeah, we're going. I'm going. It's a holiday. Matter of fact, I've got six racks of ribs and and the smoker cooker right now. <laughs> My wife looked at me. I got up this morning about eight o'clock, and I put them on. She looked at me, and I said, "She said, why are you cooking them the day early?" I said, "Because I want to wake up tomorrow, and all I want to do is pile up in that recliner." Start watching racing. There you go. And that's what's the best thing. Now, I've always said it. And it's true. You got to go one of these race dirt tracks. Only real men race on dirt. There you go. And uh, if you pile into that recliner, I'll do this real quick here. Uh, at 9 o'clock on ESPN tomorrow morning, you'll get the Formula One Monaco Grand Prix, which, uh, like I have said, the racing is lousy. The uh, it has been. Maybe this will be different. This is on the tight road course. Or they're all road courses. The tight street course in um, Monaco, Monte Carlo, Monaco, and the, uh, uh, the 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 pageantry once again is is unmatched with the the ceremony and all that hoo ha. But the uh, maybe we'll get a better race. But anyway, that'll be on ESPN, the big uh, the big station, not two like usual. This is ESPN at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, we'll get to the rest of the races and when they're going to come on. Let's take our first break here and then just slide on into the end of the show. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John D. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, Plante. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. VIN number K93502 on MSRP 66190. VIN number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax title taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. And welcome back to our last segment of Start Your Engines here. Let me uh, finish with what to catch square on television um and before i do that let me thank lanny mckinney who does our podcast and our uh bud the budmore website and our facebook page and we couldn't do without lanny lanny does a fantastic job and um don't ever want to leave him out i usually get him get him mentioned at the beginning of the show but uh don't ever want to forget him lanny mckinney thank you so much buddy uh we'll get the business cards <laughs> <laughs> I messed up on that. The uh, the Formula One, okay, I just touched on that. Indy, Annapolis, I mean, if it's not raining and they run the race tomorrow, uh, you know, tune in at 11 o'clock. NBC's probably have some, some features. I told Greg this yesterday, and I don't mean to rail on it, but, you know, after having Jerry Punch in the pits and... Uh, Scott Goodyear, who we just heard lose the closest Indianapolis 500 in history, and um, Eddie Cheever, who was a winning driver, and Alan Bestwick calling the shots. I mean, that was a good team at Indianapolis they had on ABC. I cannot get so far with um, Lee Diffie, the I don't, Englishman, Chinese, it doesn't matter. I, he, he just doesn't do it for me yet as the play-by-play guy. Uh, Mike Tirico is the host. I don't know if he's going to do the play-by-play or not. I don't know if he's ever done or lap-by-lap. I don't know if he's ever done a race. 
And to throw somebody that's never done a race into the biggest race, it's kind of, I don't think that would be a wise move. And there are two expert commentators, Paul Tracy, I never liked when he was a driver, and I don't like him much as an announcer. <laughs> and um, and Townsend Bell's really the only one I kind of take a shine to, but he he never really did anything. I know he knows his stuff, and he ran three or four Indianapolis 500s, but he's not uh, he's not good, Scott Goodyear or Eddie Cheever, so, you know. I'm not, I can't get with these ABC, these NBC announcers yet. I agree with you 100%. ABC, uh, it just, they done such a good, it's like a tradition. It's like Carnegie. The, the whole thing, I, it's going to be difficult for, I just won't waste it back on ABC. Yeah. That's well, simple. well, it won't be for a long time. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, 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 you can just forget that. I tell you what you can do, though, if I got you stirred up at all about, the old radio broadcast I played just now, that's a whole nother bunch, and I don't know any of them's names, but Indianapolis Motor Speedway Network goes to every corner of the globe uh, on the Internet, Sirius XM Radio, and um, on Armed Forces Radio for all our troops and people in the military overseas. And let me say right now before I forget it, that's what Memorial Day is all about. It's about honoring our fighting people who gave their life for the country. I'm glad I brought this up before I, the whole show got away from me because that is the meaning of Memorial Day. And I thought at one point when I was putting that thing together, all those clips that I played uh, at the top of the hour of playing taps, but that's kind of not appropriate, I guess, for the show. I don't want to be too much of a downer, but uh, when they play it tomorrow at Indianapolis and they'll play it again at Charlotte, you know, it's... Uh, that's something to um, just remember. Remember what the meaning of this is all about. It's honoring our, not just our veterans, but the ones that paid the ultimate price. Um, but that'll come on at 11 o'clock. And uh, the race actually starts about uh, 12.15 uh, 12 or 12.30. The, um, of course, the 600 will be on tomorrow night. It comes on at 5 on Fox and will be starting around 6. Xfinity is on FS1 this afternoon at 1 o'clock. And uh, I think uh, Nelson just told us that, did he say Christopher Bell won the poll for that? I've got a whole bunch of stuff I want to get to, but we have definitely not done enough on the 600. We did a lot of Indy. The 600 is a huge thing. We've got about 12 minutes left. I know I want Greg to tell a story or two. And um, David Pearson, he owned that place practically. Uh, it, Charlotte in general as he did at Darlington, but, you know, even qualifying, he won 11 straight pole positions at Charlotte in the 600 and the 500 in the fall. He won 12 out of 13 and 13 out of 16. He won his 1961 World 600 on three wheels, on three tires, four wheels, showering sparks and held off a fast-closing Fireball Roberts for his first win when he was still working at uh, Sewell's Roofing, you know, down here. Uh, he said he wasn't going back to work that Monday morning, I, I remember him saying after the race. And he got that ride in Ray Fox's car because of Bud Moore and because of Joe Littlejohn. Then he won two more in 74 and 76 with uh, the Wood Brothers. And talk about an expert. I mean, our co-host here, Greg Moore, was in the pits for a lot of those World 600s. And 1988 was a particular Particularly close call for Bud Moore. They, they, they had a driver named Brett Bodine, and I'll let Greg take it from there because he was hauling the mail that day. We were the World 600. I'll make this quick. It's all positive. 
We did get well. Sca- it's not all positive. Well, no, not for no, your daddy. no. But <laughs> but we knew we had the best call. We did not sit on the pole. They had the tire thing going on. Uh, drivers were blowing tires. There's different things happening. When Brett got dialed in, nobody could touch him. He comes to the pits and they hadn't swept up all. I but, think he led over half the race. Yeah, yeah, or close to and, it. And they were putting up a ton of money to lead the halfway point. That's There's right. A lot of things going on. Uh, that's an action-packed World 600. Okay. Exciting for me. It really. It, oh, it was. It was, a, it was in that Crisco number 15. It was a beautiful car. It and was. Brett, fantastic race driver. And he slid. And Daddy just didn't quite get out of the way. Well, but you were getting ready to say that somebody had blown an engine or something in the other yeah. pits. And they, it, it was just an oily cat litter and stuff, you know, stay dry and all that stuff. It was The pit road was still a mess. I, and we, no pit road speed limit. No pit road speed limit. And I've seen uh, where drivers had lost their brakes and we, we know how to get out of the way. And Brett couldn't help it, but it scooped Daddy up. He slid through the pit. And it, it scared me so bad. And the Wood Brothers, he actually knocked one of the tires. It's my father. Tires out of Eddie Wood's hand. We looked down. Eddie saw him. The fact that he was in, all he was doing was holding his leg. He was trying to get up. We knew that it wasn't fatal. It scared him. My mama, we couldn't get her to quit crying for about three weeks. Just the thoughts of it. Uh, but it knocked him through the air into the next pit. It throwed him in the air. He was almost is got it almost far in. But the pit board just scooped him up. Nobody's fault. All. So Daddy, I took the headset off of it, and Daddy said, "Tell him, tell him win this thing." That's all <laughs> Daddy said. Win. And Brett, it it. I'm a, I'm not even going into more detail. That car was so good. It handled so good, thanks to Bud Moore. Brett Bodine drove it perfect. And there we sit. We got the World 600 won. Again. Again. And the nemesis that hurt the Fords till we got it completely fixed, it come by, and I heard, I always called it the death rattle. You barely could hear it. It broke a valve spring. Walter Rodis and everybody, they saw that our car, you know, was was, was slower. You know, it, it, it was like on seven cylinders or, or however you want to put it, but still running awful good. They got nose to tail, and they quit racing and run us down. I don't know how many laps there was to go, Perry. It wasn't many. No, no, it wasn't many. And we and run I, fourth, didn't we, or third? Yeah, still finished. Uh, I think it was fourth, but... Um, yeah, they quit racing each other. You know, they were battling it out, and they said, "You know, let's." And we were gone. Yeah, I mean, we just mm. let's cut this out and let's go get him because he's got he's in a, a cripple. Yeah, I mean, it's just I heard when I heard that, I, you know, I had Daddy on my mind. I was worried about Brett. That that was awful. Daddy just didn't have time enough to get out of the way. Nobody's fault. Nobody would have had time enough. to get Nobody would have. But we've seen things where drivers with no pit road speed. Lost their brakes, but they had time to test. Look, I ain't got no brakes. Earnhardt, I ain't got no brakes. We know to get out of the way. But all, no pit road speed, 
Daddy just didn't quite get the other guys did. Their reactions were a little bit better. But holding that pit board out there is a dangerous thing. They, that, they stopped it after that. Well, that, that, made, was, that was what I was going to say. Betty, Betty Moore stepped in here, didn't she? My mama, <laughs> she went and called, I think, Betty Jane France. She said, we're going to use a pit board sign. It's a wonder we ain't done got hurt. I done it. Uh, what Daddy was sick with Ricky Rudd about three or four races. Well, we had a guy on a couple of weeks ago that lost a leg on pit road. So I mean, that's it, right. It, I it, mean, it, it it's dangerous. It's but, dangerous. But the sickest thing in the world is here we were, and Brett Bodine's got the race one, and I heard that thing, and it didn't really start complete. They didn't even start catching us till it really. You could tell it was sounding bad. Well, they weren't going to catch you. They couldn't. I mean, it, the race was over. I mean, we had gas. Wasn't that many laps. All that car had to do is just not blow up, and it done it. And I just, it's just, it's just an amazing thing. It, it's got a lot of negatives, but it's got a lot of positives. And two races, uh, I mean, two years of, of Brett Bodine was, uh, I mean, you know, Brad Bodine won a race after he left y'all. I mean, it was kind of controversial, but he did win one. But you know, he had two terrible years with Bud Moore. Bud Moore's two worst years. Well, but he almost won that day. Well, in Atlanta, we were gone. He was re- driving a great race, and the car got a little bit loose, and somebody got under him, doing what he's supposed to do, never touch him, spun him out. While that car was so good that day, same thing. But anyway, I, I, we are running short on time. We are running short. I, 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 there's a couple of things I, I wanted to mention. We'll try to do a lot more on Charlotte next week in the recap of all this stuff. But, you know, I, I told Greg all week long, I am not going to talk about Indianapolis the whole time. I want to talk about a lot of Charlotte. I used to go to Charlotte for years. I got great stories at Charlotte myself. Um, y'all's painter, Fat Willie, got me and my girlfriend in one time at Charlotte and uh, bought us our tickets and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway... Um, Actually, Wally Dallenbach ran over a little bit, uh, but how could you stop the great stories that he was telling? I didn't get to much about Nicky Lauda here. Um, you know the story. He uh, horribly burned and disfigured and still came back to win two more championships. He won the year before he was hurt in 75. He got hurt in 76 and lost the championship by one point, which is the whole story of Rush, the movie. He came back in 77 and won uh, the championship. Then he won it again in 84. So, uh, Nicky Lauda was an amazing person, and we lost him this past Monday in uh, his home of Vienna, Austria. Um, the uh, Coca-Cola 600 tomorrow at 6. Arca, they ran Thursday night. It was a fairly lousy race. Ty Majeski won it. He dumped uh, whoever it was that was leading at the time, Michael Self, and won the race. Indianapolis, um, I wanted to mention, and we've got two minutes to go here, that... Uh, we heard that great finish with Michael, with um, Al Unser Jr. winning the closest Indianapolis 500 in history in 92 over Scott Goodyear. Well, he's been battling alcohol problems now for quite a while, maybe 20 years. And this past uh, week, he got arrested again in Indianapolis for a uh, drunk driving. I think in, Indianap- in Indiana, he got technically for OWI, which is operating while intoxicated. Uh, cop got him out, walked him around to the rear of the car, and um, 
that wasn't bad enough, Al fell down a bank, rolled down an embankment. It sounds kind of humorous, but it's, it's really sad that somebody that won two Indianapolis 500s and was without a doubt one of the greatest drivers, you know, of his time is, has sunk to this level. Maybe he can get it back together. Greg, we got a minute and 15 seconds. I just want to coincide everything. We, this show needed to be really about six hours. Well, we could have used another one. But that uh, at the Al Unser thing, we've had him on the show, and it's awful. Yeah. But uh, it did make the newspapers, and people need to know it. It's, it's, it's funny. Uh, In a it's way. Sad. In a way, it's funny and sad. Uh, Alan, a lot of good racing going on this weekend. Get on out there and watch it. A lot of good stuff happening on the grill, too. Ronnie. Well, that's what I was going to say. Get your grills fired up. Get some of the good, good barbecue somewhere. My daughter just texted me and said, I'm glad to hear the smoker cookers are cooking. I'm, no, I'm not taking it like Greenwood, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, this was an action-packed show. Uh, in front of the mic... And behind the mic, and it was uh, one that uh, I'm, I'm glad we were able to put together some special things for you on Memorial Day. Be careful out there on the highways. Greg and I went to Charlotte and back yesterday, and there's nuts every place. And there, I got passed uh, going to Charlotte this week by somebody that used a on-ramp uh, lane just to get around me, and that was in the dark in Gaffney. So uh, it's, it's a Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to say it one more time. It's Christmas for the race fans. We love you. Please come back and listen to us next week. Have a good weekend. Remember what Memorial Day is for and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are your home for the Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Sports.